All right. So what do we have here? Uh, my name is Dr. Nick and I'm the host of the Little Bits of Stuff podcast. And I'm doing this for a good friend. Uh, her name is Mona. She's the host of the Lifestyle Plug with Mona. If you don't know about her, you're missing. And you should go to Podroom. Just Google about Podroom on, um, and then put in her name, Lifestyle Plug with Mona. Well, fortunately for you, she's the only Lifestyle Plug with Mona you will find out there. And yeah, go through her episodes and you'll be in some other world that you would love to be in. So um, I'm doing this for her last episode, uh, the vacation episode. And she had some questions uh, she wanted me to answer uh, from a professional point of view for her fans. And um, yeah, I'm going to answer those questions right here and now. And I'm also going to do a deeper dive into those questions and just, you know, have this as an episode uh, in case her fans uh, wants to um, get a bigger or a better grasp of uh, what we're talking about here. Uh, but the shorter version goes to uh, Mona for this uh, particular um uh, fan base answers so let's let's dive right in so her fans want to know um just a, a little recap of the episode uh, she talked about waiting one year uh after getting married to uh get to um how do i put it now to before the you give birth and you know you have kids running around the house and all that all right so just to enjoy your marriage you know enjoy your time with your partner and then uh, before you start planning to give birth. So uh, her fans wants to know, um, what if you get married late? What are the effects, the benefits and, and, and all that? So uh, it goes this way. Uh, when As a woman gets older, it becomes um, a little bit more and uh, more riskier to actually you know, get pregnant and you know, maintaining pregnancy and give birth. So there are risks involved in this, uh, definitely, no no doubt about that. Okay, so uh, the risks involved are diverse, there are many, and you know, you can just only talk about, you know, a few. So how does it, how does age affect, you know, fertility in, in a real sense? So uh, the most reproductive age group that people talk about, you know, in the medical world are between 20 and the 30s or the late 20s, thereabouts. After 30, you know, fertility begins to decline in some form of way, which we'll dive in deeper, uh, dive in deeper soon. So um, you may want to um, get, you know, get going in terms of making uh, kids, you know, if you're nearer to 35 you know, and uh, that particular age group. So uh, it does definitely, age does definitely affect fertility. And we'll also talk about how it could, uh, how you could uh, mitigate against this later on. Okay, so age affects fertility, affects the egg, affects the womb. You have more risks of um, uh, diseases as you get older, talk about cardiovascular diseases, hypertension is there, diabetes. At some age, you definitely may uh, 
be at risk of uh, preeclampsia in marriage. I mean, in pregnancy, sorry. <laughs> you may be at risk of preeclampsia, which is a, you know, very dire medical condition during pregnancy. And so these things, you know, get more and more um, pronounced. Uh, uh, the risks are more when a woman um, gives birth at, a, at an older age, not to talk about giving birth to children who have defects, you know, and things like that. So, yeah, um, there's 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 a risk attached to it. However, you you can definitely plan this. Again, we'll talk about this, you know, in a deeper dive uh, very soon. Uh, you can definitely plan this and still have, you know, your time to yourself a little bit to enjoy while you give birth. I mean, while you plan your family. Uh, they also want to know for people who have fibroids and they're married, should they also wait, you know, and all that. What my advice, my, my advice would be to actually get going. Uh, there are some fibroids that, of course, depending on the type, that affect fertility, and um, affects fertility in some certain kind of way. Okay, so you may want to also get going if you have um fibroids and you've you've been diagnosed and it's becoming worrisome okay we'll also dive deeper into how uh fibroids can affect you know your pregnancy and pregnancy affecting fibroids and all that uh and vice versa so yeah um uh, of course you can plan things right but uh you may want to plan these things with your doctor we'll also get into that so yeah, that's that's just a general overview uh, of the answers to the questions. And um, if you need a deeper dive, yeah, you can just uh, listen to the episode uh, on uh, the Little Bits of Stuff uh, episode. Uh, you can find me anywhere. I'm sure Mona will, t- will tell you that. So yeah, Mona, that will be all about this and this is a very short mid-range to short question and answer yeah so wish you best of luck goodbye so for a deeper dive for a deeper dive at things how does age affect fertility so um the this there's a woman's peak reproductive years and this is uh between the late teens and the late 20s by age 30 the fertility begins to you know starts to decline and this decline becomes more rapid once you reach your mid 30s and by 45 it has declined so much that getting pregnant you know naturally is um, almost unlikely and you know this also bothers on um, your eggs Okay, so women begin life with a fixed number of eggs in their ovaries. I don't want to do the maths for you. You will go crazy. (laughs) You go crazy. So women begin with a number of eggs. Okay, and this number of eggs do not get, there's no addition to it. So once you start, you get to shed, I mean, you get to release these eggs once a month, every month you know for the rest of your life till you get to menopause and that's part of the reasons why you also get to menopause okay so this production starts you start a life with a particular number of eggs and it goes on releasing these eggs you know till it has nothing else to re- to release and things like that so it decreases as you get older and the remaining number of eggs the remaining eggs in older women are more likely to also have abnormal chromosomes okay so so 
this this just you know tells you gives you a very good picture of how uh this chromosome i mean how age affects your eggs and then indirectly and directly affects your uh, fertility so as as women age they are at a higher risk of disorders that can affect fertility you know such as uh uterine fibroids endometriosis and endometriosis and you know things like that it becomes quite riskier okay to get pregnant at you know such age groups and um this is not to just this is not to get you paranoid but uh these risks are there it is not to say that you will get this while pregnant it is just to say that these are the things you should discuss you know with your doctor as you go for uh your pre-pregnancy planning we'll talk about that so for healthy couples you know in their 20s and early 30s around one in four women will get pregnant in any single menstrual cycle but by age 40 around one in 10 women will get pregnant per menstrual cycle so you can see one in four and one in ten that's quite a margin by some distance okay so a man's fertility also declines with age you know but not as predictably really not as predictably as that of women again it all goes down to uh you have a fixed number of eggs these now these eggs also you know get old themselves you know and things like that so what are the risks of uh later pregnancy women who get pregnant later in life have a you know higher risk of complications like i said earlier and pregnant women over 40 have an increased risk of preeclampsia which i also mentioned earlier so you get these um talks you know with your with your doctor eventually and then they, they are able to guide you on how pregnancy later in life can affect your health and even affect the health of your of your fetus and i mean the reasons are not far-fetched older women and even older people generally are more at risk of health problems for example high blood pressure is more in older people not generally you know uh, younger people is usually more in older people so having high blood pressure before pregnancy can increase the risk of preeclampsia that is a fact it's it's not as if uh it's a must but it does happen and we see that you know we see that a lot studies have also shown that older women who do not have any health conditions can still have complicated pregnancies eventually and so you begin to have issues you know um you people talk about um even for couples who are old like the male the female both of them are of the older age group you know you you start beginning to talk about um issues like giving birth to children who have birth defects uh who uh, uh there's some mongoloid uh, um, um children uh, we'll talk about that at another at another time uh you can give birth to children who have down syndrome and things like that now these are all maybes 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 and these are all chances of having this um occurrence it is again I, I must stress it that it is not to say it is not to say that you would have it you must have these issues you know while giving birth at a later age i'm just saying that these are chances there are chances that this may happen 
and you know when you talk about you know uh, down syndrome for example okay uh, how common is it you know during uh, later pregnancies and and it's part of the chromosomal problems that i talked about okay so uh, if you have the risk of having a pregnancy affected by down syndrome is like one in 35 at the age of 45 if you have if you give birth at the age of 45 it's like the risk of having down syndrome is like one in 45 so if 45 women give gives birth to down syndrome um you can expect that one of them would give birth to a child with you know um with down syndrome so um take for example it is one in 353 women at age 35 so if 35 women give birth like one if um 353 women give birth at 35 one out of these people will give birth to a down syndrome child so you can you can begin to imagine you know how how you know serious this is so um if you're concerned about birth defects there are, there are screening tests that you can do there are screening tests that you can use to assess the risk that a pregnancy will be affected by a specific birth defect you know uh, or genetic disorder and the, the screening test can be done before you know and during pregnancy so when you do it when you do it before and during pregnancy it, it's um it, it's it's called a prenatal screening test and you know you can also um have a um a genetic testing done and all that you'll have to talk to your doctor about that Okay, so um, something we've not talked about is also the risk for miscarriages and stillbirth. This is uh, more common for women who are older than 35. And um, you may need to be, I mean, these are pregnancies we term as high risk, high risk pregnancies. And um, <laughs> we look after those pregnancies like they are like once in a lifetime kind of pregnancies. So yeah um having said all, all this having said all this um it, it brings us to having a plan ahead of time so you you know you're you're 35 and above you know uh you're your mid 30s uh, going to your mid 30s your your late 30s and all that and you're married you want to have a child you should have what we call a reproductive life plan and you you know you should have this talk with your, your your partner and eventually you should have this talk with your doctor you know so what is the plan you want to have even before you get married you should have this plan in your head what do you want to do do you want to finish school before getting married do you want to get married and have kids immediately you know after you get married you know and things like that then there's something we call a pre-pregnancy healthcare visit and this is a visit with your, you know, your obstetrician who helps you plan for a pregnancy. During this visit, he would review your medical history. Okay, review your medical history, your family history, any past pregnancies and any medications you take. And you should also review immunizations to be sure that you have all the vaccines that are recommended for you and you'll also talk about other things like your diet and your lifestyle how you can maintain a healthy weight before getting pregnant you know recommend screening for sexually transmitted infections options of you know carrier screening you know and things like that 
So these are, you know, quite, these are quite important, you know, in planning a pregnancy and a family, you know, eventually. So um, you, some people even go as far as doing a fertility evaluation, you know, to know where things are wrong or where things, you know, where things have gone wrong and things like that. So uh, eventually, um, a lot of people get so many answers and it, it, it helps them to get a, um, to, to have maximal benefits, you know, health benefits, helps them to maximize their time, their life, and, you know, be able to plan ahead for things to come. And so nothing, you know, is a surprise after all this, usually. Okay. Um, so let's move on to fibroids. A lot of people ask this question. I had a talk on a radio show some time back. A lot of people had this question. They, they, they ask about uterine fibroids, you know, and getting pregnant. So with uterine fibroids, you can get pregnant. Um, you can decide to get pregnant, you know, early enough, you know, before the fibroid gets, you know, that big, you know, to start distorting your womb. And um, yeah, it, some advise that really. Okay. So if you have uterine fibroids, um, there are complications that could arise depending on the type of uterine fibroids and there are things that could, I mean, you could do about it and there are things you may not be able to do about it. So um, the first question is, can uterine fibroids, you know, make me infertile? So, um, yeah, if it depends on the type of the uterine fibroid now, okay, there are different types and there are different parts of the womb that it could grow in. So. It depends on the part of the womb that it grows in and this 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 also determines how it also um, factors in when you're talking about um, the kind of symptoms you'd have you know and how severe those, those symptoms would be so the fibroids generally may distort the lining or the inside of your womb and make it um, unable to receive and maintain a pregnancy and that is part of the major reason why and how it causes infertility in women. So you have uterine fibroids, you know, distorting and making it uh, uncomfortable for a baby to grow in. That's the best way I can explain it. So that is why uh, for some, you have to actually um, have surgery done to remove them and then um, see if there are now, you know, bigger chances of getting pregnant so yeah um they can affect uh your fertility and uh, it can be very serious really so um uterine fibroids are you know very common so a lot of people you know experience these issues and they're they're frustrated and all my advice is to see your obstetrician don't go to herbal uh, medicine practitioners you know taking different herbal concussions and you know hoping that it will dry up or you pass it you don't pass fibroids via the vagina you don't it just i mean if you understand how fibroids look like and how it is you don't believe those things when they tell you okay so um another question is i'm pregnant and i found out i have uterine fibroids during an ultrasound do i need to worry you may and you may not worry Okay, most pregnant women with fibroids do not have any complications during pregnancy related to the fibroids anyway. Okay, and it doesn't mean that you have, uh, you can't have problems related to the fibroids at the same time. But 
the chances are that you and your baby may be just fine all right so um there there, there are a couple of things that could also happen uh during pregnancy with a fibroid pain is the most common problem pain from the uterine fibroids happens when there is degeneration from either you know bleeding into the fibroid itself or death of some of the fibroids as it's you know outgrows its blood supply because you know they keep on growing okay um there may also be uh, a slight chance of miscarriage you know premature labor and delivery abnormal uh, uh fetal position meaning that your child may not position very well in the womb uh, it can block the birth canal you know making it's impossible to give birth and then requiring a cesarean section what people commonly call a c-section or a cs you know and several other things like that so yeah you can see how fibroids can complicate issues uh when you get uh pregnant so can can i get my fibroids removed during pregnancy is also a common question uh yeah so in general fibroids are not typically treated in pregnancy uh unless it is necessary you know for the um health of the baby and the health of the uh of the mother it has been done okay it has been done before and um it, but it's done in the most extreme of circumstances okay um will my fibroid grow larger during pregnancy most studies indicate that fibroids don't typically grow during pregnancy uh with a few that in, indicate that growth does happen so um the thing is that it, it can grow and it may not grow um it's there's really no way uh to tell if it will grow or if it will not grow so um that question remains um, <laughs> um unanswered because you can't really tell which way it will go um i think in some studies they've even found some fibroids to regress and all that so um it, it's really a big uh big topic to discuss and i would love to have your feedbacks i would love to have your questions you know uh flood my comments with these questions uh again the the website is www.littlebitsofstuffwithnick.com and i would like to see your comments in the comment section let's uh trash out this issue let's see how we can get it um, sorted out. Uh, a lot of people are out there with fibroids. A lot of people, you know, are out there who are still believing God for uh, a man or a woman. And then, um, yeah, I, I wish all, all of you luck. I wish you guys uh, success. I wish you guys everything your heart desires. However, when this does happen, you need to visit your doctor and get things sorted out. Once again, this is uh, Dr. Nick, uh, Little Bits of Stuff podcast. Um, I'm doing this again <laughs> because of uh, Muna, a very good friend of mine. And you can find her podcast in on Podrum. Uh, you just type Lifestyle Plug with Muna and you'll be onto her page. And you can binge on her Um uh, on her episodes just like a binge on mine so um yeah um the economy is on a downturn again <laughs> uh, so i wish you guys uh better finances i wish you guys um better success stories and progress in whatever you're doing 
and this is will be this will be all for now uh see you guys again next time be safe